0: What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks, and uh, you wouldn't believe it. It's a miracle. There is a game that we get to watch tomorrow. The Bucks haven't played for approximately five and a half calendar years, but they're back tomorrow at home against the Brooklyn Nets. We're going to look at Brooklyn because they did play each other in the preseason, so we'll have a discussion about that. Uh, Perhaps... Look to the wider NBA and some early trends that we're seeing across the league. And then naturally, I have to ask Camille again about Jay Crowder because YouTube was going off yesterday. So let's get started. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot kane Pittman, you can see and hear me on this show monday to friday and also find my other stuff over at espn alongside me uh, as she is at least at the absolute bare minimum one time <laughs> per week but uh, from popular demand we're going to have to continue to extend this is uh, camille davis so you can also uh, find talking basketball probably packers and wider NFL and every other sport really wrestling gets a mention on there, the technical foul podcast So make sure you check out uh, Camille over there as well. Of course, we thank you for making locked on bucks your first watch or first listen of every single day, right through the regular season. And as I said, uh, just a reminder, the regular season has started. The bucks are two and I know it's been a long time since they played, (laughs) but they're back tomorrow against the Brooklyn nets. And we really appreciate your support I know a few people took notice of me asking, pleading, begging for you to subscribe on YouTube because we saw those numbers tick over a bit last night. But if you haven't done it uh, yet, uh, jump on there. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Uh, Camille, uh, what's changed in your life since the Bucks last played basketball?
1: Oh, man. I don't know if I can remember that far back, Kane. I feel like, <laughs> like it was. It was so long ago, like the Titanic, it was been eighty-four years uh since <laughs> I saw the Bucks play. It feels like so long ago when Giannis was dropping forty-four and twenty-eight minutes. I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's been a lot.
0: Uh particularly given the fact that they've just been chilling at home. Their last game was at home. This game's gonna be at home, they're at home for a while. Some of these players have probably never spent this much time in their own bed during an NBA regular season ever across the course of their career. So it's a very bizarre schedule. Uh, we have discussed that they'll play the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they are one and two. And by the way, I mentioned that I might've jinxed this. The Portland Trail Blazers beat the Denver Nuggets yesterday. I was out here bragging about the Bucks being the last undefeated team in the entire NBA. And then the Blazers are four and oh. They're playing uh, very well at the moment, but the Bucs will look to stay undefeated against the Brooklyn Nets and I think we've got to the point where we've only seen two games. Yes, one of those games was only Houston. Uh, but the Bucks have looked different in the regular season to what they did in the preseason. So do we totally disregard the preseason game that was played where, quite honestly, most of the Bucks players were playing. Wesley Matthews didn't play. Grayson Allen didn't play. But you had Drew Holiday. You had Giannis. You had Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, all these players playing significant minutes. Giannis played 32 minutes in this preseason game against Brooklyn. And quite honestly, the Nets absolutely handled the Bucs. Uh, do we take anything from that at all? Do you just completely pretend that it didn't even happen? I am i don't know how much the Bucs will be looking at it. Uh, where Where do you lie on this one?
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm really interested in seeing too because in that preseason game, the Bucs had Drew checking KD, uh, okay. which was interesting to me. And given that Bud has thrown out the lineup with, Javon Carter, uh, Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Giannis, and Brooke. I I wonder if that's the same way that he will go um, in the regular season matchup between the two teams. But what can you gather from their preseason game? Uh, If I took that game alone as was, I would have thought that Ben Simmons would have had a far better start to the season than what he's been able to put on paper so far. Um, he's still getting back into basketball shape and understanding his place with the team. He's been fouling a lot. Although I know in the last game against Memphis, uh, one could argue if some of those foul calls should have been called on him. Mm. Uh, some were kind of ticky tacky in their opinion. I could see why, but, I'm not we'll take him
0: tomorrow. We'll take him tomorrow,
1: Camille. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm just – I'm not sure how much you can really draw from that game, although the Bucks did have some starters playing some higher minutes because I feel like in the preseason it's also a little bit more um, experimentation, just trying to see the lineups that are working. I would have to go back and double-check what lineups were thrown out during that game against Brooklyn, but I would hope that it wouldn't be in that same vein in a regular season game where it actually counts – Um, That was some of Giannis' first extended time since he played in the Abu Dhabi game in the very first one. But then he played in that Brooklyn game. And to his point, I wasn't in great shape. Matter of fact, one thing I'm also looking forward to seeing tomorrow night, uh, given how that preseason game went and Ben Simmons uh, played some pretty good defense on Giannis and Giannis didn't have that great of a game on Giannis standards. And I saw all like the bleacher reports and house of highlights and all these other places, posting all these stats, like you know, Ben Simmons locked Giannis up. And I'm like, it's it's a preseason game, one, but okay. Uh knowing how Giannis operates and how he doesn't tend to forget too many slights or anything like that. Although he mentions that, you know, he's not on social media, he doesn't check this thing. I'm sure the word probably got back that, you know, the word around the streets was that Ben Simmons was able to check you in this regular season game. And if that's the lineup that they throw out again, where it's Ben checking Giannis and I would assume it's going to be Giannis checking Ben as well. Um, might be some payback that Giannis is looking forward to getting. And we saw him in the regular season and all those Philly years too. He enjoys playing against Ben Simmons. So um, I'm not exactly sure how much we can take from that game. Like this is what happened. This is the outcome you're going to see, but I think there are things that happen throughout that game that are interesting enough for me to be like, I wonder how it's going to actually play out when the games matter.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because I think at least from what we see on the basketball court, I don't know about their personal relationship, but on the basketball court, I don't think that they like each other. I think that's fair. I think there's a long running history of that uh, dating back to obviously the Philly days and yeah, the bucks and the Sixers do don't necessarily like each other either But I think it's an interesting point you make about Giannis defending Ben Simmons, because I don't know whether it's a great matchup. Now it's not to say that Giannis can't stop Ben Simmons um, because of course he could, but a player that is the the size of Ben Simmons that yes, has looked awful to start the regular season. We totally understand that. But in this preseason game, he had 10 assists in 28 minutes, only two turnovers was really impactful. And uh, when when we look at the Brooklyn Nets and then you had Kevin Durant, who was plus 13, Kyrie Irving was plus 12, and the offense was just looking like it could really get whatever it wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Bucs would be better off because we've seen that Ben has looked extremely timid so far to start this season. He doesn't look like he wants to score at all, but if you allow him to at least penetrate to that free throw line or just a, a step in the paint and then create or, or find Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving for these mid-range jumpers, Patty Mills, my guy, Patty Mills, that he was doing in this preseason game, then you can find yourself in a little bit of trouble and the Nets can score because offense hasn't necessarily been a problem for them, which brings me to a great question about the starting lineup. And I can say it's a great question, even though I'm about to ask it. So maybe I should leave that uh, <laughs> for the real people to decide uh, whether it's actually a great question because I'm curious whether the Bucks do need to make a change in the starting lineup because of what we discussed, the size and the matchup. And maybe Giannis, in the way that he wants to defend and he wants to roam and he wants to protect the paint and protect the rim. But if Ben Simmons is not is is too scared to go near the rim with Giannis and Brook Lopez, then is it a waste having Giannis defend Ben Simmons out on the perimeter? I'm curious to know uh, what you think. But first, we're going to talk uh, about LinkedIn because if you're looking... To hire someone. Uh, I assume it's a pretty frustrating process. You have to go through the interviews, you have to figure out uh, who are the, the quality applicants that you've got. And you probably just don't want to waste your time. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And you can do that with LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. So all you have to do is add your job and the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. So I'm sure most people have seen that. Uh, I know in the past I've had the, uh, I believe it's a green, uh, give me a job uh, frame on my LinkedIn thing. Anyway, it's we've, we've all been there before. But there are simple tools like screening questions. They make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire Uh, And this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on MBA and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. to post your job for free. Uh, Terms and conditions apply there as well. And we have to talk about Locked On Sports Today. So we know that Locked On Bucks is your first listen or first watch of every day. But after you're done, check out Locked On Sports. From the games that matter to the most uh, and biggest important stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts uh, that can bring insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on uh, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts as well. All right, starting lineup. So... Yeah, so you were exactly right. So last time they had Drew Holiday defending Kevin Durant, Giannis uh, defending Ben Simmons for large portions of the game. Now, we've seen in the past that sometimes Chris Middleton spent some time on Kevin Durant. Obviously, if you want to go back to the postseason, it was P.J. Tucker. But Pat Connaughton is a guy that has size that can be a little bit versatile as well. Uh, I wonder whether this is just a night that they say, Wes, you played 12 minutes against Houston. You've had three days off. It's felt like it's actually been a month and a half. Uh, how about you start this game and play on Kevin Durant? Now, clearly, that's a that's a humongous task, but it's something that we've seen before. I asked the question earlier in the week uh, on YouTube, and I think the the results were uh, varied or the reactions were varied to this question, but what would you be doing in the starting lineup? Is this just a particular matchup that you think it makes sense to make a change?
1: Um. You know, if this was a playoff series, I would say absolutely. But given the fact that it will be the Bucks' third game of the regular season, and historically from what I have learned from Bud is that he likes to keep things as tight and as on schedule as possible, um, I don't expect him to change the starting lineup. Personally, I don't think I would either at this point in the season just to kind of keep some continuity going early on because we know as guys return when Chris comes back, when Pat comes back, minutes will change and fluctuate a little bit. But um, for now, i probably keep it the same, but more so throughout the game, uh, insert Wes a little bit more. Like, Wes will probably close if I was coaching and, you know, I have him on KD. So I think I will look at it more so that way. And, again, too, we don't want Wes out here exerting, you know, 30, 35 minutes of energy uh, in regular season games, especially early on when we know in the playoffs he's somebody who was – very valuable for this team for what he brings to him. So um, I'm not sure if there's a minutes restriction on West or anything along those lines, but I would look to prioritize keeping him as healthy as possible going forward. And again, I mean, if you start the game, if you finish the game, uh, it is what it is, is at the end, they spot the minutes that are played. And I don't believe he played in that preseason game against the Nets, nor did Grayson Allen. I don't believe So, there are more minutes to go around? I wouldn't make any changes to the starting lineup, but I would see how the game is playing out and how matchups are going because two, I'm thinking about if you're starting Javon Carter, Drew Holiday, and Grayson Allen. Like, I mean, it's a smaller, smaller backcourt, smaller forward there at the three spot. So we talked about this on tech file a little bit too, going back and forth and debating tonight. Uh but Tim on the show said that he would put Javon Carter on Kyrie to start how he's like, have him chase him around for a while. Let Drew. Uh, hold KD or switch off on KD or whatever the case may be but let Javon run around and guard him and I do like that matchup a lot the more I thought about it in particular too because I love Javon Carter I think he, he's a bulldog he plays defense but he is uh a little short so there are certain matchups with Carter where I'm like I just I just don't like what I'm seeing here because he can just they can just shoot over him uh, but when you put him on somebody like Kyrie I think he can stick with Kyrie so like yeah like let's do that. You can free up Drew to start on KD. You can bring Wes in to try to guard him. You can even have Giannis guard him for a few spells if need be. Uh, But I I don't think I would change the starting lineup. I think I would just worry more so about the rotation during the game and try as best as possible to keep the minutes in a level that is uh, beneficial for the guys on the team, especially given the fact that we're like the oldest team in the league. So you have to kind of keep those things in mind when going at these games. And I know it's a regular season game. I think it's ESPN tomorrow night. So it's a big game, national TV. Uh, you're going to be hyped. It's the Nets. We have a history with them now after the playoff series two years ago. And you want to win. But I think keeping that perspective, it's game three of 82. Of course, we want the win for sure. But uh, I don't. I wouldn't go too crazy changing too many things right now.
0: So you know what the interesting thing about this is that, um, first of all, I don't really care about changing the starting lineup. Um, to your point, I think in general, you're right. Uh, that Bud hasn't wanted to change things too much Um, but the way I see it the starting lineup is about to change anyway when you get guys back so it's not like it's not like this is the starting five that you think is going to be your starting five through the season anyway so I don't really care about it that much the other thing is that I think when you play teams like Brooklyn there's more to take out of this game than then you play the Knicks in two nights time and it's like okay well you know I, I don't of course, we could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to be a Bucks-Knicks conference finals, for instance. So I do think that it's more fascinating to really look at this game against the Nets and say, okay, what are the the lineup variations that we think can work? Of course, there's no Middleton, there's no Ingles. Um, so there's guys out of this lineup, uh, Pat Connor and obviously guys that are really, really important to this team. The funny thing is, it, I would probably put Wesley Matthews in the starting lineup if he was good to go. But the funny thing about it is that I like the point uh, you make, or um your, your colleagues at the tech foul have made, because I, I think that in an, in an ideal scenario you have, or at least you, you test it out and say, okay, Javon, mm-hmm. what, what do you think you could do with Kyrie? Let's have a look at this because that is something that you can, you can potentially take into the future and see whether that's something that he's capable of doing. Uh, then you have Drew Holiday can defend Ben Simmons because the size of Ben Simmons doesn't really matter. So we've seen Drew Holiday on Kevin Durant plenty of times in the past. And Drew, we understand, is an all-world defender, but Kevin Durant is just like, I, I can just shoot over you, which is fine. And you could probably do that to Wesley Matthews as well. <laughs> um, but I think Drew on the perimeter guarding Ben Simmons is going to cause him more problems. And then you have Giannis can run around and do whatever he wants. So the guy that I would actually take out of the starting lineup would be Grayson Allen, which I think is on the... the the lower end of the likelihood scale. But yeah, I put Wes in and, uh, and put Grayson Allen to the bench just for these matchups here and, and just have a look at it just to see some of these different matchups. But um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure that's exactly the way Bud will go. It would surprise. me.
1: Wasn't that a uh, Jason Kidd ism? Like it's not about who starts about who finishes the game or something along those lines or the minutes totals is more important than who's actually, I can't remember if that was Kidd or not. It feels like something Jason Kidd would have said during his time here, but
0: I think Um, I would rather, you know, if I put myself in the shoes of being an NBA player, which uh, I haven't had the pleasure of doing to this point in my life, but never say never. I think I would rather be on the court at the end of a game, a close game than the start. I mean, it would be fun to be on the court for the start, but I think I'd rather close.
1: Yeah, same. And I think that's Wes's role on this team, especially with the injuries that we currently have with Middleton, Ingles, and uh, uh, Pat being out. Yeah. With, with that wing depth missing, like, yeah, for sure, I can definitely see West being out there and closing a lot of games out for them. And we saw it in in Philly, uh, just how valuable he was, even outside of the big three-point shot that he made and the defense that he was playing. Like, he just hustles. West does things that, like, he just wants to win the game. So if that's hustling to get an offensive rebound and kicking that back out, he's going to do it and he's not going to complain. He's just going to hustle and get it done. And that's what you like to see. Um, one thing that is interesting about the matchups as well is uh, you got big Brook out there, so I would assume you, you know, you match up Brook with, with Claxton. Um, if you do put Drew on Ben Simmons, then are you just having Giannis hanging around Royce O'Neill a little bit? Just, like, just yeah, so, yeah, just, so okay,
0: we, just we don't care about him. <laughs> and hey, if he comes out and has a 30 point game tomorrow, then that's fine, but I'm not. I'm not predicting that's going to be the case at this point. Interestingly enough, Royce O'Neal has played 36 minutes per game so far. Jeez. So uh, they have guys out. So Seth Curry is out for this game. Uh, Markeith Morris is out. And also TJ Warren, who you know we discussed a lot in the off season. It looks like he's still listed with the foot uh, recovery. So you know who knows when he's going to be back? I haven't tracked that one that closely, but uh, Royce O'Neal to this point, yeah, eight points in his 36 minutes. Uh, he's shooting 35% from three. So, I think on the grand scale of the guys in their lineup, yeah, that feels like the matchup that that Giannis can cause absolute chaos with.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that too. And it'll be interesting seeing the the new defense against the Brooklyn Nets, hmm. a team that has two elite mid-range guys on the on the squad who are like, we don't mind taking these shots and we'll walk into it. Because one thing that was interesting too after the Philly game, they asked James Harden, like, we never see James Harden take seven you know, mid-range jumpers. And he was taking them in all kinds of ways, step back, mid-range jumpers, pull up mid-range jumpers. And it's like, that's not something that we are used to seeing with James Harden. And he said, I just I just shot what the Bucks gave me. Like, that's what the defense was giving me. And that's what I took. And that was really interesting to me. I'm like, okay, we know the emphasis, you know, closing on three-point shooters a little bit more. Of course, you still want to try to protect the paint, but that's more so Brooke doing it on his own with Giannis helping off a little bit more. So I'm just curious, like, Basketball fan again, and me, it's just like I just want to see how some of these things match up and how it works out. Like when you actually are facing some guys who are lethal in the mid range, and we saw James Harden do it, Kyrie lives there. So I'm curious to see if there are any changes made and against regular season games. So maybe it's not, maybe it's just seeing how the scheme works uh, against different types of guys. Maybe you know they, they close out a little bit, maybe they double. We're not sure, but I'll be looking forward to seeing how that goes against Kyrie and KD, two guys who love and can live in the mid-range.
0: Uh, who are the threats to the Bucks in the NBA? We should uh, have a quick discussion about this. We've only seen a few games with all these teams, um, but certainly some uh, interesting results, shall we say, uh, in both conferences so far. Uh, last note on the Nets. So currently... Uh, and it's only three games with a 124.7 defensive rating. That is dead last in the league, which is interesting because the Bucks have the number one defense. So it's the number one <laughs> defense versus the 30th ranked defense in the league. Uh, but as you pointed to Camille, they've obviously got some serious weapons on this Brooklyn uh, lineup. So I think anytime you play Kyrie and, and KD, you just, uh, you, you feel a little bit nervous, but you spoke about, does it matter starting games on the bench or starting games in the lineup? and i want to talk about our friends at bet online now because i tell you who does care about starting or coming off the bench Russell westbrook who uh, said that he hurt his hamstring because he came off the bench now betonline.net is uh, obviously uh, as we know is the number one source for betting uh, when it comes to any types of sports but certainly basketball and football as it gets going as well and our friends at bet online Uh, have a number of lines regarding Russell Westbrook. Will he be traded during the 2022-23 NBA regular season? Minus 600, yes. Plus 350 says no. Uh, The interesting thing is, Russell Westbrook's team next, if traded. The Pacers are the favorites, which uh, is kind of interesting. I think that comes back to the Miles Turner, Buddy Mm -hmm. Heald stuff there. The Hornets are there, and the Hornets are just really a nothing uh, team this year. It's just... There's not much going on to watch the, that team at the moment. The Spurs are there, but the Spurs are winning, uh, which is perhaps a little surprise. Some are the Utah Jazz, but they're there. We understand why. Do they really need another pick? Do they want a 2027 or 29 first-round draft pick to add there? But anyway, you can find all the Russell Westbrook uh, intrigue lines, all those types of things at betonline.net. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That's BetOnline, where they're getting stuff. All right, who's caught your attention across the NBA so far? Camille, uh, as you know, we talk about the Nets, and yes, they're one and two. It does feel like there's a lot of doomsday discussions about Brooklyn, but it's interesting. They've lost to the Pelicans and they've lost to the Memphis mm-hmm. Grizzlies, two teams who I certainly think are going to be really, really good. So, I, you know, through three games, uh, let's just say I'm not riding off any team. Uh, who is catching your attention, though? Because there's been some. Bizarre results. The Celtics were up huge in the Bulls. Then they lost to the Bulls. Uh, Miami are looking kind of weird to start the season. Uh, Who are you looking at?
1: You mentioned the Jazz. That's been a shock. I know it's only been a couple of games, but yet and still, I did not expect them to win the couple of games that they have so far or look the way that they have. Lori Markkinen is interesting to me because in Chicago, I was like, I don't think this kid's going to have it. Then you see him go to Cleveland and I'm like, okay, this lineup's weird with these three bigs. But it made me start to realize like, although Laurie Markkinen is a big guy, he's he's a forward. So like, it actually makes sense. And then to see him in Eurobasket and he's cooking there and he goes to Utah and it's like, it's continuing. So I'm like, maybe he's needed to change the scenery. So he's in particular someone I'm looking just at to see how he continues to develop because I saw him a lot when he was in Chicago and I didn't think as highly of him. Um, as I'm starting to come around to. So that was definitely one for me just across the league. Uh, of course, Philly start was interesting. I, I think I made a tweet when I saw they were getting booed at home again. And I was like, it's just, it's kind of like music to my to my Bucks fans ears uh, to hear them getting booed at home. But partners looked good so far. Joel Embiid mentioned that he had a foot injury over the summer, wasn't able to condition the way he wanted to coming into the season. So keep an eye on that because so far he just looked Um, A little disengaged and just kind of out of sorts with that Philly offense. And I was wondering at first, like, is it because Harden is driving a little bit more? Is it like what what exactly is it? But if it's conditioning and he was just kind of letting Harden do what he had to do while he's starting to catch his breath, that's different. He did look a lot better in their last game as well. So keeping an eye on Philly, of course, Um, Boston is interesting. I saw it in the Athletic. I think it was last week. They mentioned that Robert Williams is going to be out like half of the season because he had to get some injections in his knee. They're trying to promote the the healing in his knee, and I'm like, that's interesting. Like Boston's got off to a great start. Jason Tatum is looking like somebody who is going to be in MVP conversations this season. So, um, seeing his fit there, seeing how Malcolm Brogdon is is fitting in off the bench for them and what he's able to bring has been interesting as well. Uh, the Lakers struggles. I mean it's I can't look away from it it's just I, I I can't stop looking at it and the thing that's so crazy of course Westbrook you know he's the guy who uh, gets all the flack and it's like I understand why he he made he makes some questionable decisions from time to time but it's not just him like in the game against uh Portland where they lost in the last couple of minutes, Everybody points to the the mid-range jumper that Westbrook took because he wanted to get a two-for-one. You see AD and LeBron barely getting over half court before Rush jacks up the shot, and they're looking like, what is going on right now? And they get back on defense. But it's like Pat Bev also threw up an ill-advised three during that time frame. LeBron took a three where it was like, did you need to take that right now? But those are the things that don't get looked at. And Lakerland is interesting. I've seen some Laker fans like, oh, well – you know, if things don't go well, at least we got a chance to draft uh, Victor uh, Wembanyama, And it's like, no, the Pelicans have that pick. So that's interesting to watch throughout the season because the Pelicans are looking like they could be something special, even without Zion. And B.I. tonight, I believe they were able to still win and pull that out. T.J. McComb's been looking good. Like, there is so much good happening in the NBA right now. Like, Dame and the Trailblazers, we talked about them being undefeated. Dame- is looking like he just needed a little break real quick before he got back to business. And it's fun to see him hooping like that San Antonio winning games. Didn't expect that coming off the gate. Like Minnesota has been weird. Like there's just league pass every night. There's just something that something to watch. And I know that because the Bucks haven't played. So I've just been trying to watch as much basketball as I can uh, while waiting for the Bucks to come back and just flipping through. It's been, it's been fun. Detroit young guys they hustle they're fun i don't think that's going to translate to many wins this season but they are a team that is fun to watch on the come up as well um toronto cleveland donovan mitchell's been cooking like it's the league it's been a fun week to start this season i will say that for sure for sure what teams didn't you mention oh boy uh (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I guess the point is the point is that you're liking the start at the NBA. Yes. I, th- I think that's what we've got here. Uh, I'm glad that you mentioned Portland though, because I said that they're undefeated. But honestly, the starting lineup of Dame, Simons, Jeremy Grant, Josh Hart, Nurkic is actually just really solid. So anyway, you know, Portland, I think most people thought they might be on the fringe or they see what happens there, but they have been really good. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. I do want to say, Jay Crowder, and there was a lot of conversation. So some people are for it. Some people are against it. Some people believe that I'm a dead against trading anyone. It's not not really the truth. I just think early season trades before you've seen anything play out doesn't make a lot of sense for a team that uh, we see make trades every year. I assume the Bucks are going to make the trade this season because that's just kind of what they do. Uh, but making a trade in the first month of the season seems a little premature to me. Have you had any change of thought uh, with Jay Crowder, Uh, any passionate desire to make something happen ASAP?
1: To your point, I think your point is fair about not making quick knee jerk reactions very early in the season. The Bucks have played two games so far um, and for them to come out and be like, yeah, let's trade Grayson Allen for Jay Crowder right now. Like, I don't think that makes a lot of sense, especially looking at teams like San Antonio, like Utah, who are starting a little bit quicker than we expected during this first week. It'll be interesting to see how they continue to play out because who knows? You get closer to the trade deadline and they might be playing too well uh, for certain front office people and they might become sellers. Like it's you only have so many chips on in, in the deck here for the Bucks to use as trade, you know, trade bait. And to just give it up in the first couple of weeks for Jay Crowder, uh, I'm not comfortable with that immediately. I would rather see how things play out as the season continues to go on, see which of these teams are turning into sellers. Because if you're able to get somebody else who might be able to trip a little bit better than Jay Crowder, then I'm definitely for that. And again, like we talked about me and you, when we were talking about Jay Crowder coming to the Bucks, like he's a, he fits. He does fit the team. Um, it's just, what are you giving up to get him? And also knowing that, you know, he's in Phoenix and part of the, the this core that happened is he didn't want to come off the bench. He wanted to be a starter still. So it's like, I don't think you're going to start here in Milwaukee either. So are you cool with that? What's the situation? So I'm going to wait and see more right now with any roster moves, uh, especially too. I mean, Chris Milton's still out as well. Like we haven't even seen this team fully healthy yet. And we won't until after probably like around all-star break when Ingles is able to return as well. So it just depends on how things go, because as the season goes on, you'll see if there are any glaring weaknesses, things that just aren't working out. And you're like this. I don't think it's going to be salvageable right now. And the Bucks are in a different place than, say, the Lakers, where there are Laker fans who want them to trade Westbrook right now for, you know, Turner and uh healed, but it's like, I don't know if that move actually moves the needle for where the Lakers are right now. Like, I'm I'm not sure if they, like, I've had them as a play-in team. I'm not sure if they get there. The Bucs, on the other hand, it's like, we have championship aspirations, and that's a really real attainable goal for this team. So let's just kind of see so that we can pick the best option for what the team actually needs to make a strong playoff push is how I feel about it.
0: They technically have one guy waiting there that they think that they're going to add later in the season in Joe Ingalls. We'll see what he's able to do. Uh, the last few years, if you think about some of the bigger trades that they made, Nikola Mirotic, uh, and then obviously PJ Tucker as well. I didn't think either of those trades necessarily were on the cards this early in the season. In fact, they absolutely weren't. So things always happen across the league. Things change with teams. Uh, the reality is the Bucks don't have too many trade assets. We've seen last year that injuries can happen as well, that maybe will change of what you need. Uh, so to me, uh, this is a really good team right now. They're waiting for a couple of pieces to get back, uh, but I'm just waiting to see how it all plays out. Certainly up until Christmas and, uh, and see what's available there. So I just, uh, not, not anti-trade, just uh, anti-rush trade, uh, shall we say. So, uh, like I said, thanks for listening to this podcast and making it your first listen, but then check out the Locked On Sports Today uh, show. And you can hear about, all sorts of different sports and all the headlines that are going on across the world. Uh, so check that out after you're done with Locked On Bucks. And uh, like I always say, check out the Technical Foul podcast as well, not just basketball there, but they have a lot of fun. Shall we yes. say, Camille, is that a fair a fair assessment?
1: That is that is very fair. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if if we would say like Locked On Bucks is, is uh, kind of like going to work a little bit, I would say Technical yeah. Foul is happy hour. There's a lot more yeah. – uh, <laughs> debauchery going on in between the sports takes over there at tech Files. so yeah uh that's more of like a happy hour type of podcast so um don't listen to that one with the children around i will say that uh, okay uh
0: but it's time for you to clock off now it's late <laughs> it's nearly 11 p.m go get some sleep camille because tomorrow is a big day the bucks are playing basketball they play the nets we'll have a post game pod after the Uh, that is all done I'm just looking forward to watching the game and it's a big game as well so hopefully the Bucks can stay undefeated Uh, I'm sure Frank will be back with me after that one so we'll catch you guys after the game